Welcome to Rhema for Today. And I'm glad in these scriptures tonight that we have the answers to many questions that crowd into our minds and stop the flow of healing. We must get these questions settled because as long as there are questions in our minds, then there will be doubt in our minds. And as long as there's doubt, then the flow of healing will certainly be stopped. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week we went into the archives and chose Kenneth E. Hagan's teaching series, Christ the Deliverer. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. If you have your Bibles open to the fourth chapter of Luke's Gospel, we shall read verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Then I want you to turn with me to John's Gospel, please. And we shall begin to read the ninth chapter and read verse 1 through 7. John's Gospel, chapter 9, we shall begin to read with verse 1. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents that he was born blind. Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sin. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to speak to you tonight along the line of the subject of healing, because I know from my own experience of 29 years ago or 30 years ago when I lay on the bed of affliction, that there were some questions in my mind that had to be settled before my faith could be effective. And I'm glad in these scriptures tonight that we have the answers to many questions that crowd into our minds and stop the flow of healing. We must get these questions settled because as long as there are questions in our minds, then there will be doubt in our minds. And as long as there's doubt, then the flow of healing will certainly be stopped. Many are bothered with such questions. I was when I came seeking healing. And I'll tell you just about the time that I found one answer, the devil will bring up something else. And it'd take me some time, weeks and months, to find the answer to that one. When I got that one answered, he'd bring up another question. Many are bothered with the question of whether or not it's God's will to heal. The devil endeavors to make some people think that it's 
God's will that you be sick. Some think, well, it's God's will to heal some, but there's others it's not his will. And I heard that one too. I mean, heard it preached. And so the devil came along and he kept telling me after he saw I was going to believe in healing anyhow. Well, he said, all right, healing so all right, but it's not his will to heal everybody. And then he said to me, you're one of those that is not his will to heal. Well, it's awfully difficult to believe God. In fact, it's just impossible to believe God uh, to heal you and at the same time believe that you're, that you're one of those that is not his will to heal. You stop the healing flow. And so uh, many folks are bothered with such questions. Is it God's will to heal and is it God's will to heal me? Does God afflict the human body? Some folks are trying to tell you that's so. The devil tried to tell me that was so a long time concerning myself. That God had afflicted me, that he was punishing me for my wrongdoing in past life. And I, I, I listened to it for a while, and finally I said to the Lord, uh, uh, and to the devil too, I said to the devil first, and then the Lord, I said, well now, uh, Mr. Devil, if that's so, I, I was born that way. I, I was born afflicted. I was born with a deformed heart and serious internal trouble. Well, I, I, what's he punishing me for? For something that I did, and if I did something on back end, I don't know it. And so that, that must not be true. That must not be true. Well, then sometimes the devil would say, well, now you're sick, you know, because of something your parents did. That's what the apostles thought here. Who sinned? This man or his parents? Now, some people said that Jesus said the man's, uh, it's not uh, because he sinned or his parents, but he is sick just so God could heal him. That's not what this scripture said. But that the works of God may be made, made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me. Praise the Lord. While it is called day, Jesus didn't say. We know from reading the word of God, of course, that sin and the devil are to blame for sickness and disease. Not necessarily this man's sin or his parents, but the sin of Adam in the beginning. But Jesus said that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now, if you stop reading there, you'd say, well, he is sick just so God could heal him. Well, wouldn't that be a terrible thing to accuse God of? That here's a grown man that's been blind all of his life and God made him blind just so he could heal him. I'll tell you, he wouldn't be much of a God, would he? Are you hearing me? If that was true, I, I would just wouldn't be much interested in him. But thank God that's not true. Now notice what Jesus said. He said, actually, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me. And he immediately did the works of God by healing the man. Thank God Christ is the deliverer. Christ is the life giver. Christ is the life saver, and Christ is God manifested in the flesh. Is God the author of the sufferings that are in this world today? Well, these questions demand an answer, and thank God the Bible has the answer, and we can believe God's word and be delivered, and we can doubt if we want to and remain bound. But it's for me, thank God, for the privilege to believe the word. I was reading from the pen of John Alexander Dowie, and in about 1875 or 1876, along about then, he was pastor of a congregation of his church in Australia. 
and the bubonic plague came to that land and people were dying just like flies and actually he said that he had buried 40 members of his church in recent time and he had four more members dead waiting to be buried and he said he sat in his study with his arms folded on his death and his head lying in his arms weeping crying sobbing his heart out before god he said i said to the lord oh god are you the author of sickness and disease did you send this terrible plague on this land are you going to destroy my whole congregation i tell you brother if some churches if 40 members died they wouldn't have many left would they and the four wait to be buried already dead and wait to be buried 44 members just in a matter of a few days or a matter of a very few weeks at the most would take a terrible toll in some congregations wouldn't it well lord he said are you the author of death did you send this thing are you going to take my whole congregation am i not going to have anybody left where did this come from who's who's the cause of it what is the cause of it who stands back of it those questions were in his mind those questions were the ones that he was asking the lord at the same time weeping sobbing his heart out and he said as i was there with my head in my arms weeping and crying suddenly in my spirit to my heart thank god the holy spirit spoke he said that verse of scripture though i was not thoroughly familiar with it i did know it was scripture i knew it was in the bible but acts 10 38 was spoken to my spirit on the inside of me something just simply spoke up and said how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil and he said it was just like somebody turned a light on on the inside of me i got the revelation of it i saw it immediately jesus is the deliverer satan is the oppressor praise god and he said then i saw it i saw the light i said to the lord then lord help me now to preach this to my congregation help me to get this truth over to my people so that they can see it and enjoy the results thereof welcome to rhema for today with kenneth and lynette hagan you can find more great materials by kenneth e hagan kenneth w hagan and the rest of the hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. We're offering 50 camp meeting favorites on USB. These are 50 messages from the last 50 years of camp meeting from a variety of speakers. A book by Kenneth W. Hagen titled, Create the World You Want to See. And lastly is Lynette Hagen's CD entitled, Whatever You Need, God's Got It. All these items at the special discounted price of $45. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. 
Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Camp meeting, honey. Wow. It's going to be a good one. This summer, going so, so very fast. July the 23rd through the 28th begins on Sunday evening at 6. 6 p.m. And then we have three services Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., 2.30 p.m., 7.30 p.m. Uh, we have services. Go to, go to org and you can find out That's all the right. information. But there also is uh, the Summer Blitz, they call it. That's right, That's for the, the youth. youth. That's 6th six, six graders through 12th graders. Mm-hmm. And that's Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. and 7.30 p.m. That's right. And uh, their theme is Zoe, the, the God, God kind, kind of, of life. life. That's why it's a Greek word Zoe means. Uh-huh. That's what it means, yes. the God kind of life. And also, there's children's ministry available for infants through the fifth grade at the night, 7.30 night service only. Yes. That, that's when the children's ministry is available. So it's going to be a great time. If you've never been to camp meeting, you need to come. As my dad used to say, you're going to miss half of your your life. life. That was one of his favorite sayings that he said. But uh, really, it it is a great week for the whole family. For the whole family, yes. For the whole family. Now, some youth groups actually use that as their youth camp because they can get hotels that serve uh, the <laughs> the meal breakfast. and breakfast, uh-huh. and and over in our our Nanowski Rec Center and our gym and all of that over there, uh, Byron always has a really good price for lunch. That's right. So it's uh, it, it's something that everybody in the family can enjoy. Hey, go to Rama.org, find out all about it. Call and get your reservations, and we'll see you on July the twenty third. That's right. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen with his teaching, Christ the Deliverer. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.